listening to the New Century Multiverse, Panther Soul. Chapter 24 Dreams of Freedom Colon Nash It is the farthest yesterday I can recall. So begins the first of my lives. My father is stern and frequently absent. I seek to meet him, but when I do I am a little afraid. My mother, on the other poor, is a force of nature whose presence I thrive in. She and I seem to speak a different language to everyone else. They are the same words that our group uses, but when they travel back and forth between the two of us it is as though a dance is taking place. One which pauses as the rest of life interferes and resumes as it leaves us be. She was an adventurer. Her name was... This is not the place of her birth. It was somewhere she came to rest after a series of thrilling journeys. But now you'll stay. I say. Paka Niosi. She calls me as we sit in a tall tree overlooking the nearest corner of the jungle. I itch to return to wandering. She says this matter-of-fact, knowing it will frighten me, but rests a paw upon my trembling back. The only two things that have kept me here this long are your father and you. Can we all go together? I ask. Out there? Exploring? You and I might. She sighs. And when you are old enough to meet the danger, I shall take you. I promise. But we must never go too far, or else we might not be able to return. Today, I wonder what she meant by this. Did she mean we would lose ourselves? That we might die? That the group may not let us back in after so long? But instead of asking her for clarity on the matter, I ask, what is out there? And that is when the stories begin. She tells me of hidden paths, of deep passages, and what may be concealed there. She never makes things plain and small, never specifies the sum totality. My curiosity begins to burn at tales of temples and tombs, of treasure and traps. My dreams take on these new aspects, and when I awake, I am back here, at the village, and everything is quantifiable. But she is my portal, my window to this world outside, and when she speaks, I watch her eyes flicker with fire, and I imagine us returning to all these places she has been, and then further up further into the uncharted kingdoms. My father does not wish to hear any of this. He says my place is one of responsibility to my people. 
As time passes, he attempts to interest me in diplomacy and grand strategy, moving cats around and delegating jobs to achieve a highly functioning society. It never interests me, but as the son of a high chief, it is not my privilege to drop this impending, never-ending series of tasks. Then comes the sleeping fever. Several members of our group are struck down by it. We believe this malady was brought back from a village my father visited with his entourage. He does not suffer its afflictions, but many of his counselors fall into slumbers they will not wake from. They cannot eat or drink, and their bodies just seem to give out within just a few tomorrows. Then my mother is afflicted, and it is the worst moment of my entire life. To begin with, I convince myself it cannot be that bad. I am forbidden to go into her tent for fear I will catch the disease. Then I tell myself she is special and will beat this sickness. Nobody else has roamed further than she. Delved deeper, she can match a mere malady. I sit nearby for days and nights, waiting on her to stir and emerge or call out something to me. Our healer goes in slowly and out swiftly, attempting and failing to provide nourishment. He tells me all we can do is keep my mother cool and hope her fight is victorious. Huddled in a blanket, I drift between states of consciousness. And then, one sunrise, I awake to find her stepping shakily out of the tent, finally arisen. She catches sight of me curled up, moves close and holds my head in her paws. I sigh with relief as she tells me now we shall finally go walking. She dreamed of this adventure so it is a notion she won't put off any longer. I embrace her gratefully, just so happy to have her back. And then I wake to the real dawn, and she is still asleep. But according to the healer, her breath is shallow now, and I begin to be very afraid. My father comes to see me, he will not even look in at her. A tall panther with his somber, joyless expression tells me to get back out into the village, spend time with those of my own age, sleep in my own bed, put this from my mind. Others will apparently look after me. I stubbornly refuse. He grabs my arm and pulls me up to my feet. My bones scream as they are drawn into action, and he flings me away from the tent to tumble through the dirt. He is an unfeeling monster. I charge in, drawing back my fist and aim for his lower left rib. I could have gone for the broad, flat stomach, but I recall he once injured himself in the rib when one of his many precious diplomatic appointments went south. He receives the blow with shock and anger as the awakening group watches us. He shoves me back down to the floor, baring his teeth. I know I have hurt him, and my being is filled with broiling satisfaction and other feelings I cannot yet place. But this anger felt good for that moment, 
When I was fighting him, the sorrow was in a place I could control. I felt less helpless. Not that any of this resonates with him. He is merely slapping down an unruly cat old enough to know better, is what he tells me. As our public exchange culminates, my memory ties this moment in with the one wherein my mother is breathing her last breaths. The healer emerges alone, shaking his head. I do not know if any time passed, if we waited together or if our fight was simply at the exact moment of her end. My father eyes the tent and then orders it burned. He does not even go inside to bid her a proper farewell. I can feel her face against me as I stand there. I wish I could nuzzle against her neck, but that can never happen again. She is gone. The next tomorrow my father departs to yet another tribal gathering. He insists that I come with him. I refuse. He insists more forcefully, his eyes looking right through me. Feeling burning rage and frustration, I grit my teeth and comply. And we are out on the road, but not the way I wanted. We are in the company of my father's guards, as stoic and stony as he is. So this shall be my life. We travel far, past many places of interest, none of which I am permitted to explore. We must always keep our time and keep our appointments. Integrity is paramount above all else. It is night. Nobody is watching me. The guards scan the jungle for attack. I am supposed to be sleeping. I pack some provisions in a shoulder bag. I bring a torch and a length of rope. I think better of the rope, it is too heavy. I must be quiet and fast. I pack provisions and steal away into the jungle. It is so much easier than I anticipated. I avoid the places I asked to explore back down the road. They will look for me there if they even care about finding me again. Instead, I push east, far away from where I know Panther territory ends. I meet some jaguars who hiss at me. One of them lunges forward to attack and I spring away and rush into the long grass. I can hear cruel laughter behind me. I hate them. Now I am getting hungry and my provisions are gone. I eat purple berries and feel terrible. Then I start to get very afraid. And this time, in a listless, creeping sort of way. Back when I feared my mother might die, I was living in a village. I was surrounded by familiar faces. I knew I could sleep somewhere safe, that edible food would be forthcoming. Now, out here, in the excompassing wilderness, there are no assurances. The faces are strange and hostile. The things I eat hurt me, and if I sleep, I might not wake up. For the first time, I feel the presence of my own death slinking along beside me, waiting. But the thing I was most terrified of already came to pass. I rationalize. Why should I fear dying? Death is, after all, a journey into the unknown. 
And is that not what I wanted? I find myself in ruins. It was a sprawling place of worship at some point. The shapes carved into the stone fascinate me, even weakened and sickly. Serpents crawl amid the tree roots, which push up through unsettled masonry. On balance, this peaceful retreat, teeming with life, might not be too bad a final rest. I shall stop here for the night and see what happens. What happens is an enormous figure emerging from the shadows. I feel her before I smell her. My entire body starts to rise up as though my muscles and fur are standing to attention. Then two fuchsia eyes open in the darkness and her voice floats across to me. You are lost. And, and you, you are found. So ends the first of my lives. have been listening to episode 24 of Panther Soul, Dreams of Freedom, written, edited, and directed by Alexander Shaw. Mother, performed by Laura Bridges. Morgue, performed by Maya Suris. Colo Nash, performed by Alex Shaw. Make Your Decision by Dan Philipson of Shockwave Sound. Panther Soul theme, Zard, composed and performed by Jason Bradley Livesey of Shockwave Sound. Decline, Plaint, Devastation and Revenge, and Long Note 3, composed and performed by Kevin MacLeod of Incompetech.com. Invisible Mountain, Salt Marsh, Jungle Ruins, and The Feywild, all ambients from tabletop audio. The New Century Multiverse is funded by Patreon, and our $15 sponsors get credit every episode, so thank you to Aaron Lecluse, Abel Savard, Alejandra Vargas, Alex Brewington, Angus Lee, Benjamin Hoffer, Brian Novak, Cassandra Newman, Chris Finnick, Christopher Wolfe, Kieran Dashler, Connor Kennedy, Dan Mayer, Daniel Salguero, Dan Hepner, Dave Hickman, David Sheely, Finbar Nicole, Frankie Punzi, Greg Downing, Jameis Enright, Jesse Ferguson, Joe Crow, Joel Robinson, John Clawson, Joe Gluck, Josh Waster, Kat Esman, Kevin Vahey, Lorraine Chisholm, Marty Polmeyer, Matthew A. Siebert, Michael Hasco, Robbie Crow, Sarah Montgomery, Tima Hellas Hario, Tim Rosensky, Timothy Green, Toby Skeels Jungius, Tom Painter, Trey Contreras, and Valencia Burns. For the maximum New Century Multiverse experience, you need to be checking out the podcast Through the Wind Door, where Greg Downing and Toby Skills Jungius talk us through each story like a book club and go into mind-boggling depth. 
I don't know about you, but I like having my mind boggled. They're currently up to Steamheart. And if you want to read the entirety of Panthersoul right now, it is available in a gorgeous paperback on Amazon.com. Alternately, you can support this project for $10 on Patreon and get access to all the new Century ebooks and audiobooks.